She's getting sued. They're going to court. Yeah. So that means it's like now they're now they're suing her for harassment and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. But Nikki was trying yeah, to that's get, the stuff that get you this dude while off. You were gone. So yeah, it was a it was an interesting turn of conversation because the entire thing started on feminism. I do believe. Yeah, but then so I was, but yeah, so no, I had to let her get her way, man. She might have hit me. And lamp upside the head. No one defends me. No one defends me. Defend men. How about that? <laughs> Defend anyone who's raped. Yeah, let's do that. It's like it. I mean, it you know sounds like want? such a low bar. Well, no, I ain't gonna say that. <laughs> let's. Oh no, I said it sounds like it. It sounds like such a low bar. I guess I can't say just defending regular rape because people be lying about that, unfortunately. So I won't say that. Defend but I would just say true rape victims. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. It is real. I mean, well, let's find evidence first that you were indeed raped. Let's find like, evidence first. Nauseam, it would be nice to just be able to believe anyone who exactly. accuses that anyone would be of that. A great, one. perfect word. But, but we don't. That live is there. not the reality. Reality of these situations. Just because nine point five or like hell, nine point eight people in the world don't lie about these things. The point two fucks it all up because it's not a hundred percent. You know what else is fucked all up? What? Inflation. How so? Um, you ain't seen the price of everything. Prices of what? Uh, everything. Cars. Oh. That has nothing to do with inflation. It has everything to do with um, the fact of supply and demand. The price of price of food. Food. All supply and demand. A lot of it. Th- we don't make anything anymore. None. There's not a real supply and demand issue for food right now. We don't. We don't make any of our own food, Tony. Yeah, but I know a lot of people that work in the food processing, and they're as busy as they were before COVID. So but that's not what the issue is. But I'm, I'm not saying these people aren't going to be busy. Like, like my father right now, he is his furnaces just went up sixty dollars, and since everything has gone, everything has gone up at nauseum because all the things we import from China are stuck on, are pretty is pretty much stuck on that over there. We don't import eggs. Yeah. What about like? Okay. What about some of the stuff there, that's domestic? There, like with chickens. There's actually a shortage on all chicken-related products because inside the Midwest, or not inside the Midwest, inside the Dust Bowl, there was a drought in combination with COVID that led to chicken, uh, the actual decrease in laying hens. I actually looked into this because there's a chicken wing shortage, and I was upset about it. <laughs> what about the price of bacon? The price of bacon? Mm-hmm. Don't know about the price of bacon. I don't eat bacon. Don't pay attention to it. I just pay attention to everything. I'm like, oh, everything is going up in price. Um, Burger King's menu has changed in price. Oh, that's all because they're transferring the cost of uh, hiring people at higher costs that's to that. That's inflation, though, because... That's not inflation. So what that's, do you think this attributed to? Let's oh, get that out of the way. Pa- that's them passing the cost of them paying people higher onto the consumer instead of pu- keeping it on themselves. They can afford Which to actually eat that cost. is inflating the price of things. It's not it, the same. No, no, it, no, what you're talking about is natural inflation. Regardless of what happened, the inflation was started by people getting free money. Well, no, it's not the same thing. Because at the end of the day... That's them trying to... They're paying higher wages to people because they want people in. So they're passing the cost 
onto people. Oh, I understand what you're telling me. That as opposed want. to keeping the culpability on themselves. Okay, but what that results in is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what it turns into, Charles. You're talking about who's doing it. Yes, the companies are making the decision, but that what that results to is when you go and spend your dollar, it is worth less money because you can't buy the same amount of goods as you could before. Regardless of why you can't anymore, you still can. I think the why is more important than like I mean understanding why something is happening and is but like But there's multiple whys. There's that on certain occasions. There's the fact that they keep dumping money into the economy. Like the Fed is um more worried about Keeping interest rates down and like people wanting to buy homes and things like that, then like stopping putting money because they're like dumping somewhere like a billion dollars into like the market on like a monthly basis. They're doing something. What market? Um, I'll pull it up. Honestly, that's what I'm more so interested in because it's like we. Because also we've kind of determined the Fed dumping money into the market doesn't work. Like it doesn't. Like with the bailout with at the beginning of the pandemic, we dumped a bunch of money into the market and the market still collapsed. It's just like, yeah, we have out all these loans. I think while I'm traveling, I'm going to read Thomas Sowell's book called Basic Economics. I think I'm going to start that one on audiobook. If anybody's interested, you can get it on YouTube. I'm going to start that shit and listen to it. You know a cheap way of getting audiobooks? Uh, Audible has this thing called WhisperSec. Mm-hmm. And what it allows you to do is it allows you to transition from the book to the audiobook seamlessly. Oh. But if you own the book already, it discounts the audiobook. So for those more expensive books, like because I pay for things that are more so entertainment wise, sometimes the audiobooks that I listen to, they'll be like, this is $35. And the WhisperSec version of it will be $750. Huh. So and then the book only costs five dollars. So it's like it's twelve fifty together. So I mean, you might as well book, buy the book and that together as opposed to just buying the individual audiobook. See, I would love to buy the first book, but I realized I have a book problem because I was cleaning out my drawers and I found eight books in my drawers. <laughs> eight books that I ain't never touched I'm in my drawers. Out my and then I just got rid of 20 of them. And Riley was like, that's still not enough, mother. That's the reason why she called it out and it's not going to the movies today. You got I a book know. problem, mommy. Fu- I just remember driving like, let me ask Riley if she want to go. She was like, no. I'm like, I got why? A, you got a book problem, mommy. And I'm staying home I from the movies to. to protest this. What happened? She's like, and I'm going to play Shane, And I'm also going to play Roblox. Okay. <laughs> but No. I realize I have a problem, and I'm going to get that book, Charles, but I'm not going to get it right now. <laughs> oh, no, I was just telling you a cheaper way of getting it. So the okay. federal government or the Federal Reserve Bank is going to pump roughly $1 trillion of liquidity into the markets um, <clears throat> during market tapering. So the stock market. Mm. So into the bank. No, but that's into, like, the banking systems and everything like that, and commercial lending is still being low so they're not like commercial they're not lending out commercially like they want but they're pumping they're pumping trillions money. of dollars into the economy which is 
making our money worthless because you're just adding more of it to the supply. Yeah, I understand that. And also, for the most part, we figured out that that doesn't work. Like, it doesn't. Like, the Fed, like, I understand what they're doing. There's not enough actual money to to be passed around. They've been purchasing $120 billion um, in bonds monthly. Oh. And then just... That's how they've been putting it into the market. So... Bonds are with um, different companies, or um, you can buy them out from the market. Yeah. And so they've been buying 120 billion dollars worth of bonds. And then turning that into one trip. And then turning that. No, into they're just holding the bonds. Oh, and then they're going to dissolve it. No, the, it. no, no. That's how they're putting the money into the market. They're buying the bonds and putting 120 billion, billion into the market. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, they're taking this non-liquid asset yep. and turning it into liquid. Yep. So you're just flooding the market with money monthly. They're 120 billion every. They're trying to increase the amount of liquidity that's in the market because technically, even though bonds are worth money, they're not directly money. No, they're going to stay the same. You might not lose, but the way that you're going to gain isn't going to be the same. It's going to be slower and at a very fixed rate. But yeah, no. So that's what they're doing. Oh, that sounds like it's something to advantage someone who's not like us at nauseum. I mean, there's advantages to it, but right now, but no. For us people, yeah, no, it's causing shit to cost more and us to have less tangible money. Like, oh, it's almost trying to. I, it seems like it's very conspiracy theory. Yes, because, I don't think it's a conspiracy. Well, no, theory. I'm not talking about that. Oh. I'm talking about the line that I was gonna take. Oh. And I don't like conspiracy theories at Nauseam because it's like, oh, it's almost like the Bank of the Fed. And since we're asking for more money, it's trying to gain assets. That means they can do. That means they can devalue the price of money, and then they can just have all have all have all assets. Oh, I mean, they devalue the price of money all the time. That's so, um, but yeah, so we're hoping. Where's the price of the dollar comparatively to everyone else? Is it falling? I mean, it's on the decline. I can check it right now. Okay, um, that was, you answered the question as much as I needed it to be answered. Oh, it's it like. Falling? Yes, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, that's also because our overall level of ingenuity here in America is pretty much at an all-time fucking low. Ha-ha. <laughs> Pop-punk band reference. <laughs> yes or no? Mm. Uh, it's worth 0. 0.84 euro. Oh, that's not as, as bad as it used to be. But, I mean... I don't know. Maybe... <laughs> it's weird. Uh... I have some family members who own bonds. And because the thing that my grandfather did for our entire for a side of our family, because he thought it was the most stable way of investing the money, because he thought the he thought money price would just there will be a certain. Like it, she just thought it was the most stable way to actually prepare everybody or make sure everyone's there. So as far as I know, is like there might be there might be just a stack of bear bonds somewhere sitting around my grandmother's house, just a inside of a inside of one of the safes or something. So, oh, that's interesting. But my grandfather was a super saver, so... Like, my grandfather was that... It's weird, because I thought my grandmother was a cheap one, but apparently she was the one who liked the satellite, and my grandfather was cheap. So that, um... <coughs> inflation from last year to this year is 
5.37%. So, <coughs> that a lot. What a dollar would buy is you need a dollar five. Yeah. Which is it's not a lot inside the short term, but if that happens every single year, it's it cascades because yeah. it's not five <coughs> Isn't if next year it wouldn't be five set five dollars of it wouldn't be five percent of like a dollar dollar be five one point five and then five of whatever that turns into and then five, five of that. so it just keeps growing. it's exponential in yeah. a way so, so you yeah, know that's where and I've just been hearing a lot of people like complain about grocery <coughs> prices and that's where I've seen it most in like the grocery store and like. Since I like to cook and shit for myself now, and I'm having to eat more often, it's a lot longer. And I'm just looking like, and no, just like when I saw the eggs, it was like literally, eggs went up fifty cent. I only pay ninety nine cents for eggs. I'll get eggs from Marks for ninety nine cents. Medium eggs. I get large eggs. I got. I used to get six large eggs for like eighty nine cent. What you out here doing? Cracking ostrich eggs? <laughs> and then I would could get like twelve of them for like one dollar nineteen. I've never okay. I'm gonna preface you this. All time? I don't shop where normal people shop. I shop at BJ's. This nigga shop at Giant Eagle. I shop at all Sam's Club. I mean, I check other places. But you don't want to, will you? But there's also, <laughs> no, in terms of not. proximity, <laughs> there's a certain degree of convenience to him Marks. going to Giant Eagle Marks. So, Giant Eagle's right there, though. And Marks don't this have nigga, no self-checkout. This nigga shop I tried at- to go to Marks one day, and then they didn't have self-checkout, and I got so frustrated. Yeah. Because the lines were long, and I was like, I got to so go. So he's also, willing to pay for that. <laughs> he's willing to pay for his convenience. Oh, yes, he pays for cool. convenience all the time. Even though yeah. it's also but even wild. you said the price of food was going up. No, price of food is going up. I'm not disagreeing it's with even you. It's even wilder. But Giant Eagle is wild. Because at that point, you're yes. paying more to pay. Expensive. You're paying to be able to check yourself out, which actually costs them less. So therefore, they're increasing your prices is to, for you to convenience fun. them more. Giant Eagle is for specialty only. Like, when I'm like, oh, I know Giant Eagle will have this really obscure thing or if I just want something like, eh, fuck it, I'll go into Giant Eagle. Like, I don't I'm do much I'm never going to go buy a bunch of... I don't even look That'll at Mark's... never happen. Well, I guess... I go to Mark Giant Eagle to buy tea. more because I'm not from... <clears throat> yeah, tea. I think it's because I'm not from Ohio. Uh-huh. Because when I got here, I don't view Mark's as a grocery store. Oh, no? No. It, it's like... What? A ghetto cheap Walmart. <laughs> yeah, when I would first go in there, like, because you know, not all of them have grocery sections, right? Huh? I don't believe all of Marks have, like, a I'm pretty food. sure all they All Marks do. have groceries. They might have had a clothes well, section, maybe. <laughs> I've never been to a Marks that didn't have groceries. I think there might be a couple of Marks in the hood. And I think Tony, Tony lived in the hood when he first got here. And they didn't have a grocery store with the grocery part? Not that I could remember. Oh, okay. And it but was every next to, like, to and then I went to, so my experience was going to Mark's, and, but it just more felt like, and even, it just feels like a big convenience store. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Because even if you go to the Mark's on Coventry, it just feels convenience store. It doesn't feel like oh, a grocery I, store. I don't think that Mark's on Coventry should even fucking exist. But yeah, if, that's a weird ass But to me, it just feels like I've been in it there. just feels like a convenience store. It's like, so cluttered. I've been into convenience stores that have everything that Mark's has. 
But and it's also then Mark sells like shirts and shit. And so you're just like, <laughs> hey, like why do you have these random bizarre shirt. things that have no no f- bearing on food? Bruh, so in my mind, Mark's is a giant ghetto convenience store. You want to be Walmart, but you're not. And you cheap. Because, <laughs> like, you don't have, like, nice things. And then I was worried about, like, I didn't have my wallet. So then I was also worried about, like, them not being able to, like, do Apple Pay. And I was like, I don't know what you broke niggas got. So I got to go. So I just left it. <laughs> like, I mean, it's also hilarious because, well, it's the wildest thing. Because up till I was, like, 14 or 15, Mark's I'm sorry we're having this obscure conversation about Mark's, Mark's only took Discover Card for, like, a very for a long, very long, long time. Tony's looking at me like this is more proof that this place is ghetto. I used to work in Burger King Lakewood, like right around. You know what that means? Oh my god, I wasn't old enough to to have a debit card. That means that they didn't want to pay. They are cheap. Oh yeah. So you could only use a check. I would be 17, going on my break from Burger King. We'll walk around. I'm like, I want some juice or whatever. We'll walk around the bars. Nigga, and didn't have cash. It was just get up to the thing. Oh, hooky door. I was like, yeah, we always just discover. I'm like, you lying. He's like, no. Look at my face. Discover or check. <laughs> I'm like. Hey, you know how long it takes to process a check in store? Man, you got to write that a pleasurable experience. You got to write Bruh, that shit out. The fact that. <laughs> this is a recent occurrence. A recent occurrence. <laughs> so, now y'all understand. Because I, oh. I, when I went there, I saw people writing checks. I was like. What are you doing? And then they would balance out their checkbooks. What is this? What are we doing? Yeah, yeah, bro. I used to go to my grandmother all the time. So, my first experience. Oh, my God. She would balance out her checkbook right fucking there. My grandmother is the person who taught me how to budget. She knows how to walk the. She don't even. That's the funny thing. She don't even need to walk a fucking tightrope. So, the other place that I did is go to Save a Lot. Uh huh. So that was where I thought y'all first grocery store. That's where I found the first grocery store. Right, so this is not a convenience store. This is a grocery store. Look at them. Then we started food. grocery shopping. And then they started charging you for things. Well, Bags. Oh, gotta- so they just, you got to put shit in boxes and weird things. It's like they got a whole bunch of <laughs> boxes over there of like shit they unpackaged. Like, hey, yeah, throw your stuff in the box. This is so and then dirty. He probably made it. He probably made it to Giant Eagle. It's just like hey. these boxes. This nigga just decided that Giant Eagle is where I belong. Who, who cleans these boxes? <laughs> like, because if these He's boxes just came off the truck and y'all unloaded them, they just been handled by everybody. They do not. Okay. I don't know where y'all get these boxes from. No, I'll be out here doing weird shit with the boxes. All I know is, and then y'all charging me for a cart. You gotta well, put no, the deposit down. You gotta put, put the twenty five cents in there to make it's sure deposit. you take it back. <laughs> to make your so you bring the cart back. They don't do that. What grocery stores I got in Cali? Which ones? Oh, um, they don't have Giant Eagle either. Nope. Yeah, I know. So like, it's just Safeway. Okay. You got Maybe some food line. We might have a Kroger's. We have a Safeway. We have Trader Joe's. Obviously, is out there. We have Whole Foods. All right. Um, we have. Uh, Safeway is the main one. Our, but yeah, Safeway is the main, our biggest one. Okay. Oh, I've never been there. I don't think we have one of those here. All grocery stores are hyper regional, and I really didn't realize this. Because we went from finest to tops, from tops to. Giant uh, Eagle. And we used to have the ball. The who? Uh, tops, finest, and Giant Eagle. Oh, them all. I thought you said. Yes. Yeah, no, we had all those. Uh, 
is just like. But there's still finest that exist somewhere. I think there are finest that j- exist somewhere. They just got out of this particular region. Like down inside of North Carolina, when I was living there, the thing that was most dominant down there is food line, food line, and Walmart. Yeah, and uh, then I get up when yeah, it's Walmart, called Save Mart. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he's like, they exist. Yeah, like they I'm have a ghetto one. Biased. Yeah, no, there's a ghetto one in California too. It's called Save Mart. We didn't go. I didn't go there. I like it. It was ghetto. Like we didn't always like have Safeway. Trader Joe's here. We had Aldi's for forever, and then Trader Joe's came after I Aldi's. I used to think that Aldi's and Save a Lot were the same because they have the same practices. But then people keep telling me that no, Aldi's is good. You can get decent stuff from there. I don't believe you. I just want to say this on record. I think y'all are liars and it's ghetto as well. Well. You have to understand that everything that comes from Trader Joe's, Aldi's has, because they're literally the same store. Yeah, they are. So I, I don't think shop at Trader Joe's. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I well, shop at Whole Foods and Giant, and Giant Eagle. It's just like, I don't know why, why you're talking about what Trader Joe's had. Why would I not shop? Why would I shop from broke people Whole Foods? <laughs> it's just like, I go that's to Whole Foods, Giant Eagle. The place I don't go that I used to go when I lived in Shaker is Heinen's. Heinen's is expensive as fuck. Now, that place is expensive expensive for no reason, and they have no convenience. You still gotta wait in all the lines, and it's just really, really expensive. That is some real pompous shit. I don't and ever I go in the have the coin to spin it, but I refuse to <laughs> out of principle. Oh, yeah, I am paying games. for convenience. And y'all niggas no, aren't convenience. Cra- no, y'all niggas say, nah, you gotta go through this one little weird door. But we'll bring your groceries out to you if you um, put a thing on your cart and load your car. Bitch, I don't want that. Bitch, I want self checkout. <laughs> Oh no, Heinen's hasn't updated their infrastructure and God knows no, how. No, I long. hate Heinen's and they're so expensive for what? I shop everywhere. All those places, I sh- except for Heinen's. I'm not, saying. I'm not going into Heinen's. There's no reason. Like what? There's, what there's no fucking, literally like where I go to Whole Foods at is on the West. There's Whole Foods right down the street. I'm going to Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, there's a Whole Foods and then there's literally Whole Foods up this, oh, I see it from me and then there's a Heinen's Right on Cedar for me, and I always just—I've never gone. I just drive right past him. Hmm. I won't be shopping. There. It's like if I'm gonna pay like a shit ton of money, I'm I might as well go to Whole Foods. Like, and also, there's they're also <coughs> priced very similarly. For no, I just, like, it's just like what are y'all out here doing? And I just don't know. I guess I have a different perception of money that I also realize, mm-hmm. like the way that I view like twenty dollars. Like out here, y'all view twenty dollars as like. That's a yeah, a decent a bit of money. Not like a decent bit of money. Like you can do a, a whole lot with it, but twenty dollars is something to y'all. Mm-hmm. Where since I can get like at Giant Eagle, they got the five for twenty. I can get five. I get packs. five pieces of packs of meat for twenty dollars. I wish I could get five packs of meat for twenty dollars in California. <laughs> oh, I might get yeah. these two for fourteen dollars and be like, ah. All right, I guess it's gonna be these two because I only got twenty, and I'm gonna go ahead and grab some rice and shit. Oh, Oh, your entire, but yeah, your entire perception of money is warped just because you're in California. So no matter what you do, no matter what you look at, I'm from California. I lived in Seattle for a large period of time, so for yeah, for me, everything's like, 
All this is pretty relatively cheap. Is that a good cut of steak for less than $20? Bruh. Give me this. <laughs> so Ivy and Giant Eagle having a ball feeling like I'm saving money. <laughs> so I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, well, everybody be like, Giant Eagle is so expensive. I just, honestly, when y'all tell me it. that, I think that y'all are poor. <laughs> Let me tell you. Every time I hear Giant Eagle is so expensive, I was like, they are so poor. Mm, Giant where Eagle else are they going? Well, my biggest is question expensive. is, where else are they going to shop? It's like days. You could go to Walmart. You could go to. You can go like anywhere. I, hate I don't Walmart. like shopping. At Walmart. You know what? I think I have a trick. I think I'm gonna try it out, and I'll let y'all know how it works. No, you you should stay at Target. You are gonna get upset? Right, you no, know, what I want to do is I'm gonna figure out what time Walmart opens, and I'm gonna go as soon as they open because other niggas aren't getting up that early for Walmart. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm gonna go to Walmart first thing in the morning, right when they open, and get in and get out before anybody yeah, is Walmart there. Yeah, because Walmart is a nice medium. I got like, no, like don't get me wrong, Giant Eagle. Gotta, uh, you like I don't trust any place but Walmart suits. is a pretty good medium between buying like if you even if you bought like craft cheese at Walmart versus Giant Eagle, Walmart is gonna be cheaper. I don't know how much cheaper, but it's gonna be cheaper. Ash. Oh, I, well, you I, I do buy craft cheese. I don't buy. As much cheese as I used to, because I cut back I'm on sorry. cheese. I'm sorry. I take that back. For some range. reason, I thought you were buying Velveeta cheese. No, I'm like, it why don't. you out here buying Velveeta? But I'm what just you, saying. Oh, you meant the brand craft, and yeah. she really meant like artisanal like cheeses that she just oh, like just just regular sprinkles. Now she cheese off a charcuterie board. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. She being fancy. I don't know is this cheaper? She got at cheese cubes. I mean, that's and true. Little pieces of dried meat. It's cheaper at Walmart. If you're going there for specific things, yes, Walmart is always going to be cheaper. A little bit cheaper, and I don't really give a fuck about the experience or anything. I need groceries to feed my family. And Dragon Eagle is cool. I just don't like, but I'm just not doing that all the time. I don't like people. Mm -hmm. So I I pay for where there's going to be less people. So for me, while it's not like you gotta pay to get in, but you gotta pay to get in. For <laughs> like, oh. You don't got money to play in this game. <laughs> so I'm going to be over here with the smaller pool of people that have money to play over here. Mm-hmm. I'm just more. I don't want to play in this pool with all of y'all because I hate people. Tony will be less upset in Target because they actually have lanes that are open. Oh, in, in Pleasant Target, you know Walmart, what, people are running around. Mm hmm. You don't go to Target. No one's running around. Yeah, this is true. They behaving themselves. And I don't know why Target and Walmart are the same shit. But people be act completely oh, different Oh, you can actively get the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, and they act completely different in Target than they do in Walmart. I don't understand it, but I recognize that the better experience that I'm going to go to one of those is Target. This is true. But I don't be giving a fuck. Like, at the end of the day, uh-uh. you niggas could be riding a monkey with the fucking unicycle down where I gotta get my ice cream. I feel like that would be entertaining. <laughs> I just need to save 30 cents. <laughs> I just be... need to save 30 cents on this. I'm not. Out of my way, monkey. I'm willing I'm to pay 30 cents not to deal with that. I'm willing it to pay 30 cents. It depends. It depends. Like I said, it you, depends. Ash is willing to square up with said monkey. I'm willing and Tony to get the fuck out of my way so I can go to the next aisle to get my <laughs> 50 cent less cheaper. I'm just when it comes to groceries, like, I don't really. It's not that I don't have a luxury. I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that I don't choose to go to Giant Eagle because I'm have less money. That's never been Ash's well, issue. Well, you buy a lot when you typically purchase groceries. If I'm going going to buy one thing, I don't care where I go. But I still have to. I have to keep that in mind, even when I go shopping for Riley's clothes. Could I buy our clothes brand new? Absolutely. But I'm not going to because this nigga grows every five seconds. I don't know what I'm gonna need to buy. Uh, I can't got this, and I don't have some that. of these places anyway. So I mean, you just be out here and just like, uh, 
Do these fit Riley? Look at these jades. And then one day they don't fit anymore. So I can get, I could damn sure spend, I don't know, $20 yes, on each pair of jeans and spend $40. I can go to Goodwill and just take my time and look for some decently worn fucking jeans and get 10 pairs for it if I'm lucky. And then that's just how I shop, not because nobody else had told me to. It's just because why the fuck? Why would I not try to make? It's a different world. What's she gonna this? grow out of them inside of three months? Yeah, so it's just a different world, and I get it. Like if I didn't have to worry about that, maybe I wouldn't. But that's oh, just the situation. Okay, I, I, I like to shop. So I like shopping. You don't like? You don't really? I get him. He don't give a fuck. I need to go well, get no, the things. Oh no, he's willing to pay and then to not deal with people. But again, also the but prices, he don't care about the price the way either. the price looks to me feels like it's not a lot of money. Yeah, so he so don't really. That's since not him. One, it for don't me, feel like a lot of money to me. So I'm like, well, what I'm spending on this is like whatever. Like, I would actively when like gas is like three dollars out here right now. Yeah. People are like, oh, gas is so high. Oh. My general world was a oh, bare minimum of like three fifty. So, gas isn't high. For mm-hmm. This is, this is decent. Right. I can still fill up for under thirty bucks. Well, for under yeah, about under thirty mm-hmm. bucks, under forty bucks. Yeah, I mean for a strong for a strong. There was a period in time when we, once we got back down to like two thirty. Yo, we hadn't been like. Once we actually got into the effects of a lot of things, we hadn't been at two thirty for like a real long time. Like post first housing collapse, we were up at three fifty four for a bit. BJ's had it at one twenty five during that pandemic. Mm. How y'all feel about um Cha Cha slide on that one? It says something. I can't remember. Damn it! I, I just lost it. That's crazy. Stop it! Stop daydreaming about that. Hit I scene. wasn't. I was thinking about what you were saying, and then <laughs> she started talking about slide, slide, Cha-cha and slide. it just my mind just like that was so sexy to pull it out. I'm like, damn, I only spent twenty dollars. Oh my! Well, that's because you got that giant ass forever, car. But I wanted it to last forever. <laughs> oh. oh, how do y'all feel about the fact that there's a shortage on all things like chips, like if you're going to get a new car or a used car? Everything is up in price. Yeah. Because, like... It's that Facebook marketplace. You no, know, General Motors literally shut down all of their factories. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. They didn't all have enough their, workers or what? No, no, no. COVID. They... No. What? No, neither one. They shut down all their factories in North America because they don't have a thermal conductor chip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There is a worldwide thermal conductor chip shortage, so they can't make cars at all. Just period. Jeez. So they it's just... It's a widespread issue. Yeah. Uh, it affects it affects graphics cards. Uh-huh. It affects PlayStations. It affects Xboxes. It affects cars. Oh, it affects shit. everything. Computers. So, so pretty yeah. Well, I will say GPUs, graphical processing units. It, but you could have a hard time getting put hard a hold of a CPU right now. Uh, motherboards, anything. Just because this chip is a fundamental thing that is in everything. Phones. Yeah. So. They can't make anything right now because they don't have a chip. And mm. they're all sitting on chips in China. But I'm not saying drinking every morning was a good idea. <laughs> but, but COVID but it doesn't up sound the bad. shipping lanes. Hey, hey, like I said, I was having a great time when I was there. I wasn't thinking think about, about none shit. of this. COVID really fucked up all the shipping lanes. <laughs> like, I, was, I didn't think about nothing. I was like, hey, feeling good. We should go to sleep. sleep. <laughs> yep, it was nap time. It was nap time. Well, like, that, negotiate, like, that trade negotiation with China. And it not going great. 
Sheesh. And then the thing with COVID and then them shutting down. And for a while, for a really long time, we had a surplus. And everything was going great. Particularly here and there. Because this was something that was just producing volume. See what happened when you be dependent on one thing for far too fucking long. Suck that shit till it's dry, right? Well, they just weren't, people weren't paying attention. Have you Usually ever? You don't pay it's attention like when things high. Have you ever just want to go get salt and just be like, man, I'm out of salt. Shit. This sucks. It's just surprise, motherfucker. You ain't got <laughs> none. You was over here still shaking in the shit when it was this fucking low. And you go and you go, get the, you go get the thing <laughs> for the thing is well, like depending upon what type of salt that you get. Uh-huh. It's like for me, it's like I we have kosher salt on Dibley, and it's just like why is there no why is there nothing inside the kosher salt box? Uh huh. Uh oh, there's no salt in the house. <laughs> How are we gonna cook without salt? Nah, the worst if we talking about. Like find out and like when you run out of something and you just feel dumb, toilet paper. <laughs> oh, that never happens in my household. It's real weird. I just bought an entire forty-eight pack of it. We bought <laughs> we bought such a such large volume. You that just ain't never... got no toilet paper anywhere, Tony. <laughs> you I should mean, be ashamed of yourself. I've definitely had that situation before. But like, hmm. So there's no toilet paper in the house. None, nowhere. No, there are certain untenable situations that my father was definitely against and not having toilet paper he is so vehemently against that hey, and you realize, never. it hey, was such let a me le- explain during COVID fits. when you're a bachelor and it's your first time living by yourself mm-hmm. having your own space sometimes you those small things slip through the cracks and you're like <laughs> hang on you got the, the roll and then you use it like that's cool I'll get some toilet paper in the morning and then the morning come and you now you got a shit. <laughs> and now you want to go to that quarter store and pay that three dollars for that old toilet paper. But you don't remember <laughs> to do any of that. that you just know you your body needs to go to the, the toilet. Yeah, so now <laughs> I'm headed to the toilet and now I'm oh where's the toilet paper? Oh fuck, I didn't go get any toilet paper. God, oh what am I doing? Well, now what you do gotta I use do? a shower, Brude. What do I do? Oh, oh, my COVID was such a hilarious Where's thing. Where's rag? <laughs> Never. Oh my goodness, that you was apologize to the rag. Yeah, like, that was such a weird. No, you, I, just I just throw it away. I just throw it away. I just throw it away. That was such a weird. I'm not doing this. I throw it away. I just like, all right, well, R.I.P. Which one right, am I about to kill today? Yeah. Uh, now you're now you're trash forever. It's you weird. Yeah, yeah, I'm never kidding. No, I'm not kidding. That was a random story. Wash your body with that after you've pitched doo doo on it. Doo-doo. Oh. You got doo-doo on your rag. You're going to you wash yourself. You poopy on here, nigga? No. It's poopy on this rag. Not at all. Not at all. Absolutely Never not. Never again. You but dead, nigga. I feel like we could go to your topic. I'm sure we can after that one. Yeah. What? I don't even oh, no. understand. I don't want to know about that weird Reddit story about some what? girl wiping her butt no. with her boyfriend's socks. No. That's... <laughs> no. Well, now you know. No. no. Did y'all hear the Jasmine Sullivan when she was like, confess... All the things that your partner don't know that you be doing. And one thing, one person said, while he sleep, I like to stick my finger into his belly button. That's not the weirdest thing I've ever heard. There was more. <laughs> there was fucking more. Like, oh, there was an end to that? No, no, no. There was like a series, like you could do the polls, and oh. then she would answer it. And there was some normal things, like, yeah, you know, sometimes when he's sleeping, I watch him. And then it got, come on stage with this one, completely out of pocket. 
Like, uh, yeah, like her nephew might be my son. Or she's my nephew. You slept with That's her what sister? Her nephew, yeah. Might be your son. No, yeah. It yeah. might be his the, So his if I son. said it, like, your nephew might be my son. <laughs> or the one was like, yeah, my house paid in full, but he's still paying rent every month. Wait, but your nephew might be my son is is wild. Is wild as oh. fuck. <laughs> At Yo. least that's a reasonable thing. That shit was crazy. I was like, people are out here. At least you're not talking about nephews and like wild. my nephew. At least there's no like sibling relations in there. It's Ooh, just or so, there was another one. She was like, "Yeah, I slept with both her parents. The mom." I, no, and I'm the going. Dad? We're gonna go to your topic. We're, well, we're not. Go. We're not saying this here. is part of our topic. No, I it's guess. not. No, it's not. We're yeah, going to your topic. Nope, we're not saying here. We're done with that. Why? We're done you don't want to just talk mm-hmm. about red wild things. Nope, nope. That's not entertaining for <laughs> the listener. Nope, I'm good. We're we're gonna keep uh, this entertaining for the listener as well, and go to. Uh, Something else. Would this is a very forced trans- It's very odd to make Tony uncomfortable. But I'm not is- uncomfortable. I just also recognize this is not good content for the listener. So we just go move it along. Shimmy. Move it along. That's move the one that fucking on. did it. Yeah. It was like, and, it was like uh, and we're done we here. We're done here. Yeah. We're not yeah. talking about people sleeping with people's siblings and mothers and fathers. Yeah. And we don't have the tea on it either. No. No. Why you gotta be all vague? Yeah. Like if I knew the people, then maybe. But <laughs> that must be a very awkward but not Thanksgiving. In a where I don't know anyone. But I don't care about that. That's, or hey, no yeah. one in this room knows them. <laughs> like if you had like, a story about you knowing it, then cool. Uh, okay. No, it's I don't. like oh I my goodness, that was awkward, funny awkward shit. Yeah, you didn't want to talk about assertiveness, huh? Perfectionism. There we go. Perfectionism. What was your thing to lead the thing into it though? No, I didn't want to lead into it. I think that they go together. Oh okay. I want to talk about um, what it takes to be great in your field. Oh, okay. And do you want to be great? So, on the lines of perfectionism and things like that. <laughs> sacrifice. Yeah. Oh, nigga, what? <laughs> said it takes sacrifice. Sacrifice to be great? Generally, unless you're just natural at it. But even to a certain point, even if you're natural, you're going to actually hit a point where you're probably going to have trouble. Mm-hmm. But even then, how do you know if you're great if somebody didn't tell you about it? If someone didn't give you that measure of like, because you can look at your own story or whatever and be like, nigga, this shit fire, and then no one agrees with it. So you're the only person that's thinking you're great. Rarely does an artist put something out and automatically assume that it is great. I have Mm -hmm. never really seen, I've never, I've never seen an artist that is that level. I've I've seen some people with that level of pompacity, but typically it's not. They're not very good at it to begin with. I feel like. I know most musicians feel like they make great music whether they're signed or not. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean... <sighs> no one really told them anything. Yeah, That's you true. feeling like you made good music, but there, I've also thought about a lot of musicians who is just like, yo, this shit's trash. It's just like, and people love Man, it for I some bizarre reason. Man, I know one person that do this, and I'm not even gonna put him on freshie because he my... That's my homie. That's my baby. That's me and this nigga like this, but I can't stand when he start rapping. And I'm trying my hardest to get this nigga. Oh my god! Because when he get high, he put on his music and then try to tell me to listen to his line. And I'm just like, I just want to watch whatever he was doing. Like that's my homie. Listen, can't tell we me watch to sing this nigga. 
I'd kill for this man, and I know he'd kill for me, but I hate what he put. He get high and get no one and I'm just like. Hey, he out here feeling himself real bad, real great, but feeling like you make good music isn't necessarily the thing that's the metric. Right. Like, I don't know what else I got to say. But no, that's what I mean. Like, a lot of people think that they shit is just great, so I don't think that it's necessarily. I. And why do you think greatness takes sacrifice? Because at nauseum, there's generally something that you're not doing because you're practicing doing your craft. Is that a sacrifice? Yes, you're sacrificing some, one thing to be able to do some another thing well. But what if you yeah. want to do the other? What if you want to be doing the thing that you're doing? Then what are you sacrificing? Mm-hmm. You're still sacrificing the ability. You're still sacrificing the ability to go out and do other stuff. Just because you're not doing that one thing doesn't mean there couldn't be something, some other thing that you enjoy doing that you could be, could be doing instead of that. Like, all right, like what do you? Do? Let's say, mm, what's an example? Uh, what's a good? Well, I mean, it's. I don't really think it's really an example leading thing, honestly. It's just the, like, pe- oftentimes people enjoy doing things. And oftentimes, depending upon, say, you work and you play guitar. And it's just like, hmm, at the very least, I have to practice my guitar two hours a day. And I go to work from nine to five. And so that means from. I generally only have a general amount of free time at seven so for the most part you're sacrificing anything else in order to make sure that you're good at playing guitar you're playing two hours a day so during that two hours you are thus nullifying everything else that you could be doing inside of those two hours to make sure you're good at playing guitar and now i understand you want to be doing that but in that situation sure there's but what if the person doesn't really have a whole lot of other things that they want to do besides the thing that they're doing then where is the sacrifice oh there's probably sacrifice and I guess there's probably some element there's still some element inside of that thing that you probably dislike but I guess so I guess guess, I'd be saying like doing things that you dislike in order to get to where you want to be is the sacrifice (laughs) I mean yeah you're still sacrificing time inside of that thing because you're doing something that you don't want to be doing I guess I just dislike the the word of sacrifice. Like, it just... What does sacrifice mean? You're offering something up to get something else. I I guess... What would be an example if you sacrifice I'm like, oh, this is a real sacrifice for me to... Like, something that I would view as, like, a sacrifice is, like... I gotta give up. You stop smoking weed, you're gonna get XYZ. Somebody told you that, like, I'll give you a million dollars if you stop smoking no, weed, or you just told yourself or, that. No, I know for a fact. Oh, okay. That uh, this, I'm gonna sacrifice this for that. I think time is the most valuable thing that you can't yeah, sacrifice. I don't view it as a sacrifice because it's being put to use. Sacrifice in terms of like its meaning is to give something up. I'm not giving up my time. I'm using it. I'm putting it to use on this thing that I find important. So I'm not really sacrificing. That's why I don't view it as sacrifice. Like, my time can be spent any way that I want to spend it, and at no point do I feel like I'm sacrificing it. I, no, I feel like I'm sacrificing my time when I go to work. I'm giving you my time so you give me money. That's what my time is sacrificed. Because I don't want to be here. And I have to give you my time 
do so that money. you give me money. But when I'm doing something that I want to be doing, regardless of whether it is, I don't feel like I'm sacrificing my time. I'm using my time the way that I want to be using it. So it's not really like going to something that I don't feel like I'm getting. I'm. I don't really feel like I'm using my time when I'm at work. Like y'all are using me as an instrument to do whatever y'all need me to do. But when I'm doing whatever I need to be doing for myself, I'm using my time. The way you want to be used. Yeah, so it's not being sacrificed in that end. So I guess that's how I view sacrifice. And so I don't think, like... I... Maybe because there's always a duality in everything that I do. Or there's always... It always seems like there's something else I could be doing when I'm doing something. So if I always have an alternative and I choose to do the thing that's not per se more flashy and it's not saying I always hate the thing that I'm doing instead of doing the other thing. It's just like when I could be doing this other thing, it puts a certain degree of importance and it makes it feel as though it's just like I'm sacrificing doing that to do this. Even though like I want to do both. I can't do both. So one of these things have to be, I have to let go of one of these things. And then you kind of view that as, well, you picked the one that you really wanted to be doing, but not everything that I do is what I want to be doing in the immediate, but it's also something I want to do for the long term. So partly I'm sacrificing the immediate for long term gains because it's like there's a lot of things that I could be doing that are probably immediately more satisfying. It was like I could be going out at night. I could be doing stuff. I could be just just out here. But. I mean, I guess that depends on if your if your overarching goal is immediate gratification, gen- general satisfaction and gratification, then yes, you are sacrificing that for this. But if your overarching goal is the achievement of said goal, then all that other shit is superfluous. It it don't matter because what your real goal is is this. So what comes with this is focusing on it and making it a priority and treating it as such so everything else that isn't it ain't it and and what you really want to focus on is like yeah i could be doing these things and that would be fun to do but i'm gonna go do this because this is really what i want to do and want to achieve because if you didn't care more about it then you wouldn't do it like people do what they care about I, that's the thing. People like I to care like, about doing more than one thing. True, but people like to victimize themselves. Is what I feel like. Eh. Like, yes, people care about more than one thing. But I have a general philosophy with the brothers about a scope of three that you can um, care about in tandem. Usually, the way that it happens for people is it's work, secondary thing, boyfriend, girlfriend, and then tertiary hobby. And then they don't really have too many things that they care about on that level, for real. Because they can't spend enough time to focus and engage with it the way that they want to. So that means you're saying those three things are generally tier one. And yeah. everything else is tier is two. Is wherever you can kind of like try and get, get it, it in and, and fit it. it. But it is no longer a primary concern. So I feel like when you're doing something that you want to be doing and it's your one or your two like if your one is 
I go do pro- I program. Yeah. And your two is I do podcasting. There's re- there's really only space for one more thing in that. Yeah, and it's not like. Sure, you could be programming in this time that you're podcasting right now. Eh, I kind of do them inside the same level of productivity. It's like but, this is, okay, but that's right there. That's what I mean. Like it's not a sacrifice. It's the same level of productivity because yeah, I want to do this, but I want to do this as well. Yeah. So I when I when it's time to do this, it's my time that I have decided that it's time for this, and that's what I do. And I don't feel like I'm sacrificing my like podcast or doing what I need to do for that when I have the time to do this because this is what it's time for and what I want to be doing so it's not that I don't I don't feel like you feel like you're sacrificing if you want to do it yeah if you don't want to do it you feel like a sacrifice if you want to buy a house and you got to go to the autumn I think my boyfriend bought his house he had to do the down payment thing he had to go to the seminar to get the down payment assistance he didn't want to be there so that was a sacrifice to him that would be a sacrifice so he didn't want to do that shit oh first time home buyer credit and all that other shit so that was an end goal so I can see that yeah because like when I go to when I get a, a job and go work that's a sacrifice. I'm sacrificing the time that I could be really working on my own goals and like personal um, focus to make this decision and gain something from it. Like it's a specific thing that I'm doing with knowing that I, I'm gonna have to give this up so that I can attain that. And so that's how I view it is where if you're trying to be great, I think that it takes focus, dedication, a willingness to prioritize um, what you really want and being honest. Like, I don't think, I feel like people feel like it's a sacrifice when it's not what they really want, it's what they think will get them the most money or make them happy. Like, I gotta sac- I gotta do this. Like, I feel like a lot of people feel like they're sacrificed at work. Like, I gotta spend these extra hours here so I can look good and get this promotion. You feel like you sacrificed so you can put yourself in a better light so that way you can get a higher paying job but you're doing what you want to to get what you want yeah but they look at it as like well I'm sacrificing and it's because ultimately they probably don't want to be at this this place place isn't necessarily probably what they would like I'm a weirdo for real for real at nauseum if I were to get another job I would probably never want to go to project manager or anything like that I understand that a lot of people and a lot of people want to work their way up the chain but I feel like the minute you're in charge of other people, your cost benefit goes down into the dumpster because this is, but that's a weird hang up for me. It's how, just, are we, how are we defining greatness in this situation? Are we defining greatness by like how much external validation you're getting or is it a personal goal? Personal, however you define it. I, for me, oh, okay. it's uh, for the me way it's that you not, guys define greatness is so that yeah. was me just talking about how he defines greatness. Yeah, okay. being at the apex of your craft. At the apex of your crowd. So you, are you giving a fuck about what anybody else has to say about if that? If you're at the apex of whatever craft that you're at, uh-huh. it doesn't matter what anybody else says because at the end of the day, it's, it's typically pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people who don't like, per se, alchemist beats. Mm-hmm. But at nauseum, you look at alchemists as just like, you're at the top of the craft at nauseum. And there are a lot of people who do like it, but there are a lot of people who also dislike him. And it's just like, but even sometimes the people who dislike him 
also say it's like uh, he's still better than most of the producers of the market because it's like he's just that good I don't know because I guess if it comes to like acceptance most of the older painters and poets like what Edgar Allan Poe basically Those died in poverty created a new form and everything like that. Van Gogh, yeah, these people just die in poverty and yeah, then later and found out. I think Basquiat even died in some form of fucking poverty. Yeah, and then, and then like, his shit skyrocketed. Oh, Warhol, they died when they didn't. And then somewhere along the line, like, so not saying I, that they so wasn't, but at the right before they died, they wasn't making that much money. It, they didn't think that they were great. So did that well, take away from them being I the feel like Well, I think that was the lack of understanding. But it was just like I guess what I'm saying is Alchemist was just a example. Yeah, no. I, oh no, I, but I mean, just for like artists in general, how do you differentiate between people having a lack of understanding or you not being great? Because Edgar Allan Poe could have gone like you don't like I could imagine being him and feeling like maybe I'm not that good. Like I keep coming at this at different angles and showing like my best foot in really has created like amazing works and it's like every time I do what like I'm inspired and I think it's like some of my best shit to put forward y'all are like nah we're not really rocking with that how do you then actualize in yourself like well cause it wasn't like it was just one person it was widespread nah we're not fucking with you Paul. We right. not fuck with you, man. So we not fuck with none of y'all so it's like that's why it's weird for me to say well how are we gauging this greatness thing well, I, that's why I like he to was just a, leave it open. Like Van Gogh, a lot of these artists, they created the crafts and the techniques that they were actually using. Uh-huh. Like I think Van Gogh was the leading user of Impressionism at that point in time. And he helped to define that entire thing. And now Impressionism is a thing. And now that everyone is judged against him. Right, but, it's but at just the time like, it was just so fucking thing drunk. Yet. But yeah, no. But so I guess what you're talking about is like the, what happened afterwards. And what I'm well, saying no, is, how I'm do no, you rationalize if you're Van Gogh though? Oh, if you're Van Gogh, you are unfortunately you don't the, know. You're the logs for the fire that it got started on, and you got burnt up. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Like you could be in the Van Gogh the situation fuel, because let's say you're, you're an the fuel for the entire situation. You are on the leading edge, and unfortunately, being on the leading edge is a very, very lonely place to be. Well, let's say you create a whole pro- new programming language that is infinitely more simple once you understand it to actually create um, apps and websites and just different situations and then no one understands it so they say that it's too complex and why would we use this versus anything else until you're old and gone and then now they're like actually yeah somebody picked up your work or whatever and was fucking with it and was like oh shit this is amazing now we understand and you're not like oh that's this is a charles code that that hasn't really happened in my field i'm not saying it's impossible because there were I mean, yours is less subjective as well, art. Well, I also, I get what you're saying. The example is, the example is fine. It's just my overall knowledge of the situation. But also, like, in programming, people are really, uh, it's, but that's the, that's me being more so nitpicky about things. And, like, I'm conversating about a field that I know a lot about. Mm-hmm. So this is partly me being stuck inside of my field. Uh, but an apt example would be, 
It could happen to anybody. You could just have oh. a moment of inspiration and know when that this shit is When we moved over flames. from the harpsichord to the piano. Uh-huh. Nobody used the piano. Everyone used the harpsichord originally. And every, nobody was over here fucking with the piano. And then somebody picked this shit up and said, holy shit, that, that shit's great. I do believe the creator of the piano at that point was dead. But for the most part, nobody fucks with the harpsichord now. Everyone plays the piano. <laughs> it's just like, well, why didn't we adopt it? Mm-hmm. No particular reason at that point in time. I have a question that's more along your field. How did people view the engineer that was unable to communicate the issue with the um, spaceship that blew up? Uh, not. Not good? Uh, it's not that it was not good. It's just like it was a fundamental failure from top to bottom because. The fact that it was clearly stated that this would happen, but it was like in no part. Well, not it, clearly stated, because you said that the way that they wrote it, no one understood what that meant. Like, yeah, it was a bizarre. Ha- we were, I think, in this conversation, we were talking to AP, weren't we? Yeah. And we were talking about why English major, why these cla- English classes are actually important. So, to give context to this, for these. For the uh, the I can't remember the the Challenger space shuttle was destroyed inside of reentry, and the engineer knew under these circumstances this what happened. It was no, the knowledge was had, but when the knowledge was going to be dictated on the paper, it was dictated in such an obtuse and weird manner that was not easily decoded because the fact that it had to be decoded to begin with is a problem. It led to the destruction of the space shuttle and then they went back and they traced it back to the dude who made the actual shielding. It was just like, duh. It was like, yeah, if you do that, to ha- if if you did that, yeah, that's going to happen. Wrote it right here and they're like, no one can understand what you wrote inside of that paragraph. It doesn't make any sense. So, is he... A uh, shit scientist, or is he a great one? Oh, he's because no one could understand, but he knew, and he said it. Well, I mean, but that so that's what I meant. Like that's kind of the reason why his you greatness an was there, though. But his greatness was there. It was plain to see. Hey, I did this amazing thing, and also recognized what the issue would be with it. I created, broke it, and solved the problem, and let y'all know. Hey, this is where it'll break at, so we can't do this. And told y'all, y'all couldn't understand or see the genius as it's laid out for y'all, so this tragedy happened. Yeah, because engineers don't typically work it out of true, but pro- that's a, level project a large scope of like you couldn't see the greatness of my art, and I passed away, and now now it's beautiful. Oh, that should. Be, it, I don't know. I think they took all that shielding off of all the space shuttles because of that. Well, yeah, <laughs> because he, but. It was, hey, I like I said, I created and then broke what I created. I created something that we thought was amazing. And then I said, you know what's even better? I figured out that there's a problem with this and we shouldn't use it. It was a, it was some weird, very specific conditions. But no, but that's good. That's, hey, I created something I mean, that's and I recognized, hey, testing. if we're going back into atmosphere, this is going to be fucked up. But y'all couldn't understand that. So how, is he not great? Because he knew them. I mean. And he told you. 
I don't know. So does that deny? I mean, why are we using something with such a design flaw and so, that would happen inside these edge situations? It's just we like, can say that because now he told, that we but, know. Yeah, but now that we know, but we only know. But he told us <coughs> it was a define flaw. It wasn't like he. Oh no! This is kind of the reason why I said it was a unilateral failure because the dude who he said that to, prop like when he said that to his project lead, is just like. No, but what I'm saying is, regardless, and waving that off was a catastrophic regardless failure. Regardless of who as he well. said it to, is. Does that take away from his greatness? Oh, I think it's the it's. There's a lot of people who are culpable in that. A lot less than he is. If he would have had the tools to convey that, he would have probably been a lot more useful. But also the fact that the project lead kind of swat sideswiped that the person who did the te- the technical writer didn't actually look over. Hey, it sometimes and a you were method. too advanced to convey in a way that people are understanding. Like you. You've had genius teachers before that just the way that they speak sometimes and shows that they don't have a level of understanding that, hey, my brain doesn't necessarily make all the connections that you've already gotten to. Like, where'd you get this random leap of logic come? How did you get from seven uh, X equals 13 AC plus B to to 24? You just wrote 24 and 3. Well, this is obviously this and such and such and such and such. Yeah, so, but you recognize that they're not meaning to be that way. But, yeah, so I just feel like, how do you define greatness? Like, so what does it take to be great? And how do you know? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, when do you know unless you had, like, an external factor to say, oh, this man was great. We need to talk about it. But that's why I wanted to, like, I thought it went well with perfection because you said, because how do you know you're perfect? How do you know you've reached the oh, level no, of perfection? Oh, there's no such thing as perfection. Even for my, for my level, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what I think, what I think for greatness for me is, I don't, it's got to be a combination of things. You can't really know you're great unless you have that external factor to prove your greatness because even if I felt comfortable with the work that I've done people greatness for real is the measure of sometimes if we go in on an external is the amount of validation that you get from other people now, uh, the validation from people it don't have to be positive or negative is it getting the recognition because even if you had the bad side you made it to a point where you have a large group of number of people critiquing your work like, which would be whether we want to admit it or not which would be the goal of us putting our artwork out there whatever we do in our projects out there and hoping that it, at least a mass audience to enough for where people can say hey this is good or hey this is bad hopefully you have more than good and you have more of bad but, uh, depends upon what you're dealing with, I think. Like, do you yes, think, what I'm saying. I can only keep it in the realm of which I know. It's just what's just being created. you think creative. Twilight is a big, great book series? I never read it. From what I hear from other teenage girls, they might aspire to love that shit. I've never read Twilight, so I can't even speak to what is good. The movies, I could say that those movies were kind of dumb. Well, it's an example that I use. But it made money, so it's great in its own way of earning money, of being a high earner. The book oh. series have been great in earning a high mass number, so we can't say like one I mean, area is it better than the other. That's what I'm saying. Good or I bad? Mean, I could guess be. I would say it's great because it did what it was designed to do. Yeah, yeah. I can I can admit that it was it hit its targeted audience. It did what it was supposed to do with that target audience. It really resonated right, like, with even them. with Tyler Perry movies. 
it made money and it hit its target audience, whether regardless you think it's good or bad or not. I guess. Don't really matter. Do it. Also, I believe like the recognition of peers is probably almost more important than the actual recognition of the people in Nauseam. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, for somebody who that we all know is like MF Doom is held to be probably one of the best rappers that was ever to be in New York. Most most actual people who gen- the most general listeners of rap a la the people who listen to like the Drake album that we were just listening to or a lot of that stuff they don't like MF Doom but all the people who enjoy listening to rap or most rappers all listen to MF Doom yeah. I'd probably say lesser of the new generation but definitely like probably anyone pre circa a little bit before 2005 probably all her MF Doom singles and probably took some amount of inspiration from that. Prob- in the newer SoundCloud age of rapping, I would say is that's probably a lot less prevalent. Yeah, or you got comedians. I guess my favorite go-to is Patrice O'Neal. Where to talk about Evil F Doom. MF Doom is a rapper's rapper. Patrice O'Neal would be a comedian's comedian. Uh, Larry David is like considered a comedian's comedian. Where I saw his stand-up and I'm like... I don't, if y'all know Larry David is, he co-wrote Seinfeld with Jerry Seinfeld. And he had his own really popular show, Curvy Enthusiasm. And I'll listen to his stand-up one day, I'm like, this ain't the funniest thing I've ever heard. But Curvy Enthusiasm is amazing. So, I can mm. understand that, where it's like... Created a whole meme. <laughs> where it's like, sometimes, Joe Gray, like Patrice O'Neill never got to the level. I think Joe Rogan spoke on him, or it was... Joe Rogan and Kevin Hart spoke on him, where it's like... I don't it's know. probably a little too honest, but he was... Genius. I have some pushback on that. Uh huh. Um, how great can you really be if you couldn't present what you wanted in a way that could be received by everybody? Hmm. Mm. Like, sure, your peers get it, but they're all in this field, so the, what they're looking for is different. So why weren't you able to convey that greatness to everyone? Like, if you're so great, why weren't you able to, like, display that in a way that was still you, but still hit the masses like a Dave Chappelle? Mm. I can can point to people that are great in them, Mm -hmm. but still hit the masses. But if you're so great and you're just a, a favorite of your own people, you're probably cool, you're probably technically sound, but are you really great? Uh... I mean, applying to the masses is never really the thing that I demarcate for as something being good. What because I'm saying is it now is greatness a whole well-rounded thing? Now you got to think about it, is it more than like one point, quadrant of sector or, of greatness we're talking about here? Or is yeah. it all about purpose? Is, <coughs> well, is it all about your intent? Because if Patrice O'Neill never intended to actually hit what Yeah, he never really intended, and neither did Doom, and I'm not sure if Larry David ever decided that Seinfeld was going to be the greatest thing ever, or even if he decided that Curb was going to be the greatest thing. I mean, you can say Larry David is largely successful because he he co-wrote one of the largest comedies ever. That's true. And it's just like, you're obviously funny, and you can write something for the matter. But if you listen to his stand-up, I don't know, like, I was just, You can do a facet (laughs) of what you do for yourself. But what if we go to, like, I guess old school artists that weren't recognized by their peers uh-huh. and passed away and then now are perceived as great? Mm-hmm. So how is it just, how is your peer, I guess, how is your, if you weren't recognized by anyone, peers included, 
why do peers now matter more than everybody else? Because your peers are those. I mean, who's the person who was wasn't widespread loved by their peers, and then all of a sudden became that way? I don't. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. That's the reason. I would why say I most asked. artists, like actually, like old school, like Van Gogh. Um, oh, because they were inside a leading edge and creating something new. I think we. So you feel like if you create something new, then you'll be hated. And well, that's just yeah, because you're ultimately invalid. Like invalidating people works. No one likes that. Like, oh, this is trash. Even though this is probably better than anything I've ever done in my entire life. Jealousy. People are people still. Excuse me. Yeah, I guess. It's it's like, like, I don't know why I have to invalidate your work if I create something new. It's just well, it's, it's okay. what I do. So what? after everything we just talked about here, then my <laughs> greatness would not be one of my goals because that leads you to chasing that fucking carrot, that gold bar. And I'm not saying it'll never go away, but I guess I don't aspire to be great in my field. If I had to go off of everything we just said, then greatness wouldn't well, be one of my goals. It's a I'm not saying goal. greatness is that. I'm just, oh, yeah. I've just been pushing back against. No, I'm just thinking about, about it now. Like, uh, I don't think I'm striving to I'm be great. I'm being contrary for no particular reason. I'm not being contrary for no particular reason. <laughs> I disagree with y'all's sense of greatness is, or at least the way that it's been presented to me, is very rooted in, like, success in the view of somebody else yeah that's what that's where i was getting hung up on because i'm like i'm not overly concerned with that but i do understand that to be successful that has to come with it i mean my entire thing is if you want financial success is that better to say i mean so and that's the point like i guess for me it's like well sure if you want financial success and if that's what this boils down to then you can be great if you go get a nine to five that pays you a hundred thousand dollars yeah be, you'll be great oh i mean you could be the best worker in that entire place no even if you're just one of the so many that makes a hundred thousand dollars you're great because you're you're successful because your goal was i want to make money i'm financially successful now so i've made money so i'm great for me it's more of what makes you great are you or, the best at making money if your the goal is to making money like probably now we someone... gotta think about even if we just thinking about just creative fields, our field is high risk, high reward. You don't get paid if don't nobody buy your shit. If it's not, if if all the people don't know about it, you're not about to get paid for real, for real, just from solely just that. My greatness comes from if you love it. Mm-hmm. Do you truly love it? Like when I create something, and like. Like with the book that I'm writing, even though it's not like a fantasy or any of the topics that I'm into, I'm like, I really enjoy writing this book. It's something that I love doing. So once I'm done with it and I put it out, regardless of like how well it does or if it, no one ever sees it, that doesn't matter to me. I, and I feel like it's great. Like I had a great time doing it. I feel great about doing it. It is, uh, has been a great project. Oh, so I've attained greatness. I feel like, like with what you're doing, I feel like it's a lot easier to measure because quintessentially with what you're doing is like, is this actually a useful tool? It's like building a hammer that can't hammer anything. Not really. I mean, just because like you feel like you made a really good hammer, but if it can't be used for what it's supposed to be able to do, well, I don't it's know still if it not, can be used for what it. The only way that it can be used for whatever it's supposed to be used for is if people buy it. So I mean, if no one ever buys it. I feel then like it's, it's a lot more 
measurable with what you're creating and the particularly of your case. I'm not saying that that invalidates what you're saying is I just feel like due to the fact that is someone can pick this up and you can give this to someone and you can say does this is this actually helpful or is this an aid in your overall life and whether or not they say yes or no or it's just like and I truly believe something like that is an aid if you learn one thing from this book it is it's a success because you have gained knowledge and you've gained a tool to help you move through life and become more competent I mean you think measure it like that and I'm sure that would make me happy but I've already succeeded because my goals were to write a book by the end of the summer to start when the summer started and finish when summer is over summer's on the 22nd I have five chapters in the book I'm on chapter five I'm about a third of the way through I'll be done with this book by the end of summer and then be working on the editing and all the other things but I wanted it to be done in its entirety and outside of that, I don't care. I'm. You gain no satisfaction from outside. Not really, like. Well, I think we've been through this even with you if before. You put all the effort into it, and then can you honestly say like, nah, this doesn't really matter? Because now, after you get edited and everything like that, you can't be like, oh, well, my hope is that somebody buys it, right? Because we have to be kind of practical and say I need to survive off money and then this is with the point where we say I want my career to be on a creative basis 100% like you can't deny that fact that yeah I want to see this do financially well that is no well no. I'm willing to be poor destitute mm-hmm. and in poverty to pursue my dream I don't care enough to go get a job for a consistent period of time to make that my sustainable life because if I do that I hate my life Mm -hmm. so I'm not willing to choose hating my life so if those if it's only goes hey you're going to be poor for the rest of your life trying to do this well I'm going to be poor and you got to couch surf and try and figure it out and sometimes you're not going to spot and you're going to live your car alright well car here I come because mm-hmm. for me, it's it's when I went to the Air Force and gave up all of my like ability to choose. That was the worst time of my life. That is the only time I've ever had anxiety mm-hmm. and like any level of like real thoughts of self harm. Um, I could never subject myself back to that. Where I recognized that, hey, if you choose that life that means you choose that life mm-hmm. and what that life comes with is what that life comes with which means you work a nine to five you have a traditional lifestyle of whenever they say you can take a vacation you can take a vacation and you need to be happy about that and i know that i could never be truly happy in that situation and be like hey this makes me happy no it don't and i don't want to go back to a place where i know that i hated myself for the decision that I made it's like why did you choose this and now you're trapped here you don't have a way out and when I was in Air Force I literally had to I signed the contract to say hey now you're here for these next six years we don't care what you do you gonna be here and wherever else until you sign for a six year stint yes that is wild bruh for 
almost for more than half a decade. Yeah, yeah, I was, and I was like, huh, why did I do that? Why did I give up? Did they all not this? offer fours? They did, bruh. Like I said, I made a terrible decision. They offer fours. Six comes with a little bit of a bump in money, so I took the six with the money. Like I said, I was money driven. So no, I've made a lot of these decisions for myself, I guess, and then recognize, hey, I don't like that. Like I went there, was like, all right, I'm gonna do the six years because I'm gonna get, I'm gonna be this rank, and realistically, the rank that they give you and the rank that I would have started with didn't matter. Like the what did you start? PF well, the, it was an E3 versus an E1. The rate yeah. and pay is different. The way you're treated is not. I mean, yeah, nothing you, changes until you're at E4. So, and you can't get that no matter what until a certain amount of time and everybody hit E3 and be able to get to that E4 in relatively the same time. So it don't matter whether you start with this or not. So it's a trick bag. But yeah, Tony signed up for the trick bag, was there for six years, and then recognized that I I got cussed out because I wanted to go and take vacation. I had vacation time, I didn't have shit to do, and I wanted to come home. So you had leave, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't let you take your leave. No, they let me take it, but they were upset that you were. They late. were very, very hostile to the fact that I wanted to just go on vacation. No, no reason. Just was upset and was like, "Nah, hmm. all right, well, I don't understand how we got here." Guy got cast out. My supervisor who approved it got cast out. Like, no, it was a whole thing. We had to show up and have a meeting. It was, but it was because I didn't ask them and they were the fire station. And so since they technically were in control of me, that's where I wanted. So I was in a place that anything you do is controlled. Don't walk on the street and oh, talk on I the mean, phone. It's, it's a very odd thing that you run into with the military because a lot of people in the military have a lot of control issues. Is yeah, which is the strangest shit I've ever fucking... Well, <laughs> Why y'all sign up for that and then you know it's gonna be a big-ass nigga over your face yelling at you? Well, no, it's because they eventually... They have control issues. They don't want to be controlled, but they are, oftentimes they like controlling other people. So they always kick the guy who's lower than they are. It's just like but even in the people that sign up for it, you be like, well, you don't like to get to the position nobody telling you what, you what, what to do. I, they want to be in a position to tell the people what to do. It's for like, me, I don't care about neither one. I don't care about telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you to tell me what to do. And me being trapped there was like, oh, I hate my life. Like, E2, Why did I choose this? I should throw myself down these stairs. Mm-hmm. Like, E3s treat the E2s worse. No, we didn't do anything to them. like. I, I you then. guys aren't large enough differentiation, but it's, it's if you get to an E four, E fours treat everyone else like they don't know shit. Yes, even though quite so literally, E four and E three would. I could have passed. You could have passed your test or got a different promotion, and you would treat me worse. So no, it's a lot of like I want to control. So in that sense, sure, but for like choosing something to be great and like in the terms of my book making money, I don't. It doesn't have to make any money. It had to fulfill me. It, I did it to make me feel fulfillment. And everything else is extra. If it does make money, I'm not going to say I'm not going to be happy about that. That'd be great. But I've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish by doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I had to start putting my goals. Emphasis. At, where. Can't be result based. 
I, I used to be re- really result based, and that make you depressed. It, I got a lot of money. I'm. It put me in a lot of great financial situations, but I can't say that I was always particularly the most happy in those situations. I was more focused on like, all right, I want X, Y, and Z, and then after I get X, Y, and Z, I look around and be like, damn, you're pretty unhappy here, and you've been unhappy for a while, but you did this. But you wanted to, to like, the reason I joined the Air Force is because I wanted to be a firefighter. Because they said it was hard, and all my friends were joining the military. I had no aspirations to be a firefighter in real life. I had no aspirations to be in the military in real life. And didn't do any research. But the mm-hmm. end goal was to accomplish Man. this because my other people have done it. And this would pay for school. That was, um, those, those were the end goals. It does pay for yeah, school. Yeah, I'm, I'm real surprised if your, one of your goals was school, you didn't go for that good old four-year stint. <laughs> If you could like swing I it, said, I would have did it too. <laughs> what I was saying my goals were and what I was looking at was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to school. But then I was talking about turning this into a career. And so my end goal was based on money. And I was like, oh, well, this would be financially lucrative. And I'll just stay here for 20 years and I can retire when I'm 42 and you niggas will still be working. No, bro, you hate this and you can't do this for life. Also, like, I hate to tell you this. You don't make that much money in the military for a very long time. I, I didn't would. need to make a lot of money because when I was 42, I could retire. Uh, well, no, it's just like every a lot <laughs> of people right. go to. Well, one, the military is very cultish. I don't I don't necessarily like. No. <laughs> Let's keep what? going. He asked me if I needed a break. I'm like, she said no, and then she said yes. I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, let's just ride this out. But this is the thing that I'm trying to get to. I don't 100% buy that money is not uh, important. I don't believe in that. I'm never going to believe in that. I'm not willing to be poor for my craft. I never will be. I don't go fuck who can I mean, say that. At that and I point, want people, and I want a large amount of audience to look at this shit because I don't see another way where you can't get a whole bunch of people and not get paid for what I'm doing. That is my goal. I don't understand, like, I, under, I I, just, I'm not buying the whole thing where materialism is just so beneath me. Um, that's not what I, I said. I am materialistic <laughs> as fuck. Oh, no, no, no. My and goal I have to look a certain way. I like to look good. And all that uh-huh. is different than the books. Reach millions. It's, yeah. No, it's different than this book. This specific project was about me accomplishing writing a book. Okay. Oh, yeah, there was a very defined reason. I want. So I've started a lot of stories and then I'm like working on different world building. I was like, all right, Tony, start to finish, finish something. And so from time to time, I give myself different parameters of, hey, you have a project, you're going to start it. This is your start time. This is your end time. And by the end time, you need to get it done. But no, I want the podcast to hit millions. I want the company that we're building and the site that we're going to launch to reach millions. And that is going to be what I hinge its success on if mm-hmm. no one goes to that fucking website that shit is a fucking failure yeah that is not greatness that is not success so no 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 don't take it as Tony's like this like the Gandhi nigga that's like no this fuck you that's what it sounded like for a hot ass minute well, like it sounded oh, no, like this don't you were, match up with anything since we were you were always talk, talking specifically about that book yeah I'm, it sounded like it was a ubiquitous thing but it's just like no this is a very case by case basis yeah for me it's like yeah no it's case by case and so for what it takes for great so that's what for me like greatness isn't just hey if I if everything reaches the masses that means I'm great no because I don't give a fuck about that all the time 
it's what is what am I doing this for and what is going to fulfill me and that's what greatness is mm-hmm. so sometimes yeah it is reaching the masses and sometimes I feel and hey this wasn't great but other times it's not reaching the masses and it's like can I do this hyper complex thing or can I research and be focused enough to like dedicate all my my time to doing this one thing and put everything and it's realistically because you guys know I usually sit and do like 40 things at once so I'm trying to not juggle as much not juggle as much and methodically execute on things more so than trying to move all of them up at one time so this was just more of a like alright can you actually put things to the back burner and I found out that sure I can do that for about a time I can't spend the entire day just doing one thing but I can spend you can allocate a larger percentage of the day four or five hours to just thinking and dedicated on something and then like do an hour for a show or do an hour for this and so that was more so this book is more of a test and so that's why it's greatness isn't really tied to proof of concept yeah okay so now if i had to get to find what greatness was for me it's going to be separated in quadrants and how these i guess if i had to look at it as a pie how these four things can measure up yeah because you can't just keep one thing and then not have the other thing for me how i move forward is with integrity honesty a sense of honor and nobility for real so if i can have those things and whatever i'm doing or whatever man or person that i'm dealing with it's not great because at the end of the day you have yourself and like i said i've been on the opposite side i've been on all those spectrums and all the times that i failed i was left with myself so I've been with me since day one, and we're going to die together. <laughs> so if I can't get out of those things, whatever I'm doing, if those are not in line, then I'm not moving forward with it. I can't move forward with it. It's never going to happen. It's not going to happen with another person. It's not going to happen with a project. Like, I thought about people who've amassed their wealth and how you just kind of be rich people let's just say like if you had a negative view on how somebody got their millions whether you think they inherited or they spoiled rich kids or whatnot some water even if you thought it was just some sort of negative connotation of how somebody amassed their money could i do the things that they do if we had this fantasy like perception of how somebody got their money like I don't know, would you be able to lie, steal, and cheat on your next competitor or whatever those things may be? I personally am not that cut. I'm not cut out like that. And I'm not also, saying I mean, people... It's just like, just because they got it lying, cheating, and sealed doesn't mean that you're capable of that level of graft. Yeah, I'm not willing to do those things because that's just not who I am at the end of the day. When I watched that movie, uh, The Current War... When Western House and Edison had to go toe-to-toe, and Edison was using all his tactics to come out first. And, and Westinghouse just his wasn't. West, Westinghouse, his assistant, I don't know who the fuck his name was, in the movie anyway, not saying this is real or not, was telling him, like, you are a good man, but this is the time for you to start kind of fighting fire with fire. And Westinghouse didn't want to go to that level because he just wasn't that at his core. But then he started, he had to figure out how to fight his fight that made me understand like because at the end of the day i don't think he did anything as scrupulous as edison did he was just stating the facts like this don't really kill this don't really kill nobody my shit is cheaper and it's going to win because just sort of simple fact that is just doesn't cost that much money to produce as how you want to give electricity and westinghouse ended up 
went in that particular whatever the fuck. That battle. I don't know. Edison's so that, out here willing to throw dirt. So, yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. I'm not willing to do that. Not because of I think it's good or bad. Because I don't think I'm a good person. I don't think I'm a bad person either. But I'm not willing to put that shit on my shoulder. Because that's a level of stress that I'm not capable of doing. The next man might be capable of doing that. And just think it's totally fine. This is what we got but Tony today, for. I'm not. <laughs> it's just I'm, like. I'm term- not willing to go that far. And then even then, like, I don't want to put that on Tony and looking at him like, well, it's time for you to do that work. No, I nope. would never do that to him. Tony has, the, we don't have to ask Tony to do that. Tony will do that probably without asking us to begin with. But it's I would just even like, ask him to do that. Like, I'm not about to so, use Mr. nobody as no, It's crazy because in, like, a creative world, Edison is hated. Right. I also live inside the business world. Edison's very successful. much praised and successful because... Edison wasn't an inventor. He Edison was, was like me, and not even <laughs> well, not no, even he, that. For the most part, he was. He didn't. He was a thief, but also what he had was money, and so what he could do is say, "Hey, you, you're smart. Build this." Oh, he's Eli Musk. Yes, and so that's what he would do. It was a lot of giving niggas money to create for him, and him going out to sell it and market it. Not yeah. him being a real inventor or really knowing shit about what he was Which doing. Said, there's no shame in none of them games. Not at all. I'm he not had, saying like, Edison was bad. What's the house? I'm not saying that you saying he was bad. I'm none just saying that. None of them is that shit had nothing to do with I me. I like seeing the duality of Edison because, like I said, I live in both worlds. So it's yeah. like, at, at one side, it's like, damn, you were stealing and crushing all of these creatives to get your shit off. And that's tearing them out to like how artists and companies operate now because like right those are things i'm not willing I to don't do really fuck with that on a large scope level like when i'm like when i think about us doing a network and then incorporating other people i'm not with the cutthroat business in that sense that's right crazy. but i do also recognize that if something has to be done i'm not we in this together this is nothing I, that Tony totally has to do by itself it's, but i look at it like Anything that's external to us, that's where I get to be a shark at. Because that's where they're going to be a shark to me. You have to play the same game that they're going to play with you or else yeah, you're just going to Yeah, because when I'm dealing with other businesses, yeah, exactly. they're I'm being sharks, so I have to be a shark as well. To context, like, but that's like at the end. Yeah. That is not my first, oh, oh yeah, no. that's not no. how I first yeah, act. No, that's not how I want to, so I guess that's why I like Edis, well, I don't you necessarily understand. like Edison, but I like <laughs> looking at Edison as like a case study for me because yeah. it's like he was definitely a shark in business, but you were terrible to just like creatives and just people in general because we don't know anybody that he paid. Exactly. No. Exactly. It's so you, like, yeah, like that part too. Like out of 10, you these paid for inventors the and creators, yeah, you know, he, he just paid wasn't his own, honorable all the and on the front end. Like, like I said. It's not going to be perfect where every situation is going to be honorable and all it's the like, subject got I another. made the light bulb. You I mean know, that like, dude when fight? I have to, if he come up with a plan that we can execute together that's sharkish and I have to do it, I will do it. I'm a, I will do what I need to do. And I, at the end of the day, if I see that one obstacle can be overcome, then I will do it. I don't have no problems in saying that. But a lot of it, like my front end ain't going to be just dealing like no because I don't want that on my chest but at like the end of it it's like then we didn't try everything else and he was like well I have this idea and no I don't feel like I would put this on Tony to be like you're it the scapegoat you do this da, da, da. no it's a great I mean, no matter what we do outside <laughs> and I'm willing to like, do those things if we're things, all in business together 
and Tony does something like that, it is going to reflect badly on all of us to begin with. But it could be easy enough well, to no, look at it, him and be like, well, Tony did it. Like, no, we agreed it, on this together. not going to work. And like, I would help him if like, we had At the end of the day, shit. it's like, he did it. Is the money flowing into your wallet? Yeah, you did it too. Yeah, but that could be easy just to be like, well... Tony said, and then Tony did, and that could be very easy to cross that line. I mean, maybe line. that's just not the the type of person I am to the point where it's just like, uh, I mean, he made a shark move. Okay, well, when you're messing around with other sharks, I mean, when you're swimming in the ocean, sharks eat each other. I mean, it just happens every so once in a while. It's, it's kind of, it's, well, well, it's I not even sad. It's I just guess a, for me right now, I, I look at it as like, I like that Ash says like the has the four cultures of how she wants to operate inside of greatness because I think that it should be like how what is your aspect of how do you present and how do you operate with people how do you operate in your work how do you exactly operate with because self? if I'm not successful with my family life but y'all get to see me on Instagram throwing bands up this my new book da 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 but then my daughter don't I don't see my daughter any old time or she feeling sad or some type of way and I'm not even there to kind of tend to that or if me and my husband at odds if I ever get married again those things are way more important to me than having millions on my bank account so no I can never say that financial success is a priority but it is in there because if I don't even like the man that I'm married to that's a big problem to me I mean I've been there before (laughs) like I've seen everything on those scopes so like, like I said I've come to the conclusion that like it's really just kind of seeing how people um, seeing how people behave in their day to day if you're not really behaving a certain not even behavior who are you at your core I can't rock with you for real because I know when it's come time to cut a check or when we need to move forward your interest gonna be real self-centered which is fine but that's not how I want to move as a unit and like I said I've tried everything else so Greatness to me isn't just predicated on financial success or even if I had to go to self-awareness route. What is self-awareness if you don't do anything about it? So I can't say it's one of those. It just really do got to be a fine play of just balancing out on all fronts. And I know that's super hard to do, but I'm not falling for the we financially successful over here, but we got some dodgy practices or people not getting paid to what they need to be been paid or you over here stealing ideas and not giving credit. Whatever. You've amounted your financial success, but that's not how I want to be remembered. That's not how, even if I'm not remembered, that's not how I want to move through life. And it ain't really, like I said, it's not a moralism thing. I'm not particularly big on what's good or what's bad. I do what I need to do. And sometimes what you need to do is bad. So I'm not not on the moralism spectrum on anything. It's just, you know, can I go to sleep at night and just be like, damn, you know, I'm okay with this. So I don't know. Greatness in other people's eyes doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's not the biggest priority. Financial success, of course I need it because I want this. I want to live a specific lifestyle. And I don't have to wait to live that specific lifestyle. If I want Gucci slides, I could go buy some Gucci slides. That's never going to stop me. So, mm. is start living, living a luxury lifestyle, is that your quest? It could be. But, like I said, like, now I think I'm in the whole dynamic of thinking, like, why do I have to wait to purchase these things or go on all these trips that you want to go on or look a certain way? I'm like, what? I'm, why am I waiting for this grand moment to give myself the life that I wanted? 
It's like, oh, you could start now. That's what I'm like, financial wise, do I have to save up? Is it like, we could just ball out? No, but I don't think in the back of my mind, like, of course I would like to travel the most high maintenance way, I guess, but at this point in my life, I'm not really caring too, 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 too much about that. If you wait to, honestly, if you wait to travel in the most high maintenance way, you're not actually going to probably go there and enjoy traveling. But that's the mindset I was in for a majority of my twenties until I started seeing, well, what's more important to you going and doing the things or or sitting inside of a very luxurious hotel. hotel. So those things like that, where that's what I'm saying. But even then, like who says you can't save up a hundred dollars a month to buy a, a purse or whatever the fuck whatever it is your little goal is who says you can't wait to get these things uh, whatever that you, you see people flashing you, if that's it then you might as well not get into half this half the money that they show you on Instagram is fake even then like say that's just a goal and you don't even know why that's a goal mm, I'm about to go get some of Tony's fake money put do the phone do the money earphone thing yeah, and you should. You should do that. You and should do it. Like, and no one's but gonna stop you. I don't really you. derive that much. I mean, I can legitimately just do that now. But you see how like some people don't even give themselves the break to be like, this goal has to be achieved before I find any sort of respite or rest or give myself any type of credit until that goal is met. But then it's like once you get to that goal, you're still chasing something else. So that's why I don't believe in waiting into giving yourself these dreams. I mean, you could dreams. always chase Fluffy. Fluffy is a... Uh, Where's Fluffy is a fictional band from a movie that I enjoy. But it's, their li- entire gimmick is every single day, whenever they perform, you don't actually know where they're going to be. Mm. So imagine... If- oh, and Nick Infinor's Infinite Playlist? Yep, yep. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, you see how he threw me off guard. Who the fuck is Fluffy? And I then he starts saying it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> in a lot of ways, we are very, very similar. I like the same person, but different. <laughs> we have some critical differences. Critical differences. Outside of you know, body All things. The, all right, so outside of the like <laughs> way that y'all grew up, all of y'all taste are pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that. It is a thing that I've noticed. Look at you. Music Rick. and movies and just dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the random erroneous thing. I mean, she's not as much just of a nerd as I am. She doesn't, she doesn't read comic books and shit like that, as far as I know. No, he beat me out on that one. Movies I mean, and music, though. Y'all niggas, are, like, you're into music a lot. You're into movies. Y'all will, like, talk about obscure, random shit. And be like, ah, look at them being... It's not even, random. Yeah, look at him being all eclectic. <laughs> I mean, don't mind and say you're not eclectic in your own ways. I am, this nigga, wow. We're just eclectic in the same way. Yeah, yeah. He can be a chameleon because he like listening at all. He can get in there, but then you start getting to know him like, nigga, you weird. And then remember he had the conversation. I'm like, why do all these like awkward ass niggas keep, he gonna say, oh, y'all just find me. And I don't know if I'm like, you weird yourself. <laughs> or trying to exclude yourself from this shit. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, you're weird in your own way. Everyone yeah. likes their... I can have the music conversation 
Mm-hmm. Um, music isn't particularly weird. It's just like we have. No, I mean, no but that'll get you into some places if you, you know how to play yeah, that, 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 music. And if the, you know what the music that about. y'all are talking about and listening to sometimes be weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, just just acknowledge that you listen to weird shit sometimes. <laughs> like, what? I acknowledge that shit. I acknowledge that shit. Like, Remember Amino, you played Japanese you, Breakfast? Yeah. He was like, oh, I know Ash like this because it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> and it's exactly why I knew it. And she did. I'm like, I did know. I'm like, yeah, I saw that video already. He was like, see, I knew you liked this, but I'm disappointed that I couldn't show you something new. Yeah, y'all like we're it's just it's okay. I'm okay. I don't necessarily think I'm that abnormal in terms of the things that I do. All right, well, so it's not weird in the sense of like abnormal, but it's weird to me as someone who doesn't engage with it. You engage with a lot of stuff that yeah, but it's a lot of shit that y'all engage with that I don't engage with. (laughs) Just random errant movies. Yeah, I don't engage. Y'all like go back and watch old movies and shit like that. Yeah. It's weird. That's I mean, weird. Certain, certain things have Damn, a general impact crazy. on me. Like dope has a general impact on me. I, we went to myself, Aaron, Raheem, and like back. No, no, no. From, that's not an old movie. Like, what's a old movie? Nick and Orange's Infinite Playlist came out when we were in high school. Is that considered old? Are you talking about <laughs> like pre nineties type thing? Like pre nineties. Uh, I don't watch that much classic film. You see how you said that much? <laughs> like, the niggas be trying to preface the weirdness. I mean, that's like saying the you Godfather know I don't watch weird. classic shit at all. You watch the Godfather, Tony. You watch The Sopranos. No. These are all considered no, to be I've classic films. I've never watched films. The Sopranos. I'm, not so- I'm sorry, not The Sopranos. Goodfellas. Literally had this conversation. I've watched Goodfellas. I own Godfather and and everyone watch every watches everything except for three and I played it and I've only gotten through one and a half you haven't gotten through, through all of no, Godfather no and then I just stopped yep cause that's how it cause I really didn't care I was doing it because everybody's watched them and let me be a thousand percent honest with y'all y'all wanna know another secret Tony's never seen all of Scarface either Scarface is a really a good movie. I, it's not. I've never seen the movie. So. It's not a great movie, and Tony got bored. It's like, well, I'm not gonna watch this three-hour piece of shit. <laughs> so, Honestly, yeah. How like, about that? But yeah, Tony claimed all the Scarface shit. Tony about like, all that. Yeah, that was me. Nah, I was, I was a big well, part. No, I hate to tell you this, but like, the gang gang people typically love Scarface because they view him as some type of aspirational person. But I look at Scarface as just like, you are good at this. No, I've never seen he Scarface. Was he wasn't really good. He's I've a coke never guy. Seen, I hooked on coke. I've never seen The Color Purple. That's I ain't seen a lot of down, shit. Though. But I don't know why I'm trying to that get betrayed. <laughs> That's not why he went down either. What happened? Um. So he has an anger problem. His sister started fucking his best friend. Instead of being happy that him, his best friend and his sister are together and in a healthy relationship, he's mad. Ends up like killing his best friend. Is he the person who tossed inside the who got tossed inside the tub with the salt, like the no chainsaw thing? That was in the beginning. Oh yeah, but that was another one of the guys. He got out of there. The other guy got cut up. Um, But yeah, so he kills his best friend and then he is now talking to like some upper echelon like people. drug people and they tell him to do something 
he decides not to do it, which is they want him to commit a hit on somebody. He decides not to kill the person because the person is with their wife and kids. The upper echelon don't give no fucks about that and kill him. So that's how he died. Oh, that's so it's not like he wasn't good because he was the top of his shit. Is he just made a decision? Now the real issue with him is he had anger issues, and that led him into a lot of bad decisions because he wouldn't have been at the mercy of the upper echelon if he hadn't fucked up before. He fucked up, and so now he had to do this. And then since he didn't do what he had to do, they said, "All right, well, we're gonna kill you then." Mm. But yeah, no, I've never seen the whole movie. I've seen the beginning and, pieces? and the end. No. No, 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 I actively leave the middle because that shit is boring. <laughs> the beginning I mean, is kind of boring too, where this nigga is just like off the boat and a cook yeah, he's in a the city. Cuba, he's a, a random, random Cuban, Cuban and a immigrant that's yeah. sneaking into the con- country with the Castro deportation thing. Yeah, so it's, it's, I just don't like gang movies. I don't know what it is about gang movies. I don't know what the fuck past life I've been through. Where so I'm no, just like, the eh, only classic I like movie I've I like really gang seen movies. is Goodfellas. I've seen every Scorsese movie and nauseum. Well, it's like I've, I've seen, seen Casino, Reservoir Dogs. Well, I don't know why I said it like that. Reservoir Dogs, Dogs, uh, <laughs> Reservoir Dogs, Dogs. But I don't know why I said it like it was. I was I Reservoir, who made Reservoir Dogs? Um, I don't think that's Tarantino. Tarantino. Yeah, that's a tar- that's a Tarantino flick. I've seen all of Tarantino stuff because he also made Pulp Fiction, right? Yes. Yeah. So I've seen everything that Tarantino. Pulp Fiction, stuff. Kill Bill, Django. But uh, I was made to watch Reservoir Dogs in a movie. In a while well, in a movie. In the movie uh, theater? No, or uh, for the class. Oh. Because isn't that the one where it's like the whole movie's in a room? Reservoir Dogs. It's the four um, people. They um, have the one meeting in like the diner car and then the other rest of it's like in a room and I'm talking. I think so. It's I haven't seen Reservoir Dogs in a very long time. Yeah, the bank heist. Yeah. Yep. I don't, yeah, so strong, that's, I don't have a strong thing. I've seen was, every one of Tarantino's movies, even the movies that he wrote, which was True Romance and Born Killers. Ray Natural Born Killers. But that's what I'm saying. I go by off of everything I consume is by off of if I like one thing, I will check out your whole thing and I'm going to keep going for some odd reason. Yeah, so Ash I'm really is a picky. Destroyer. Yeah, I'm a picky person when it comes to what I like. What and I'm you? sorry that it happened to be weird and obscure. <laughs> I am a broad swaths person. And just because you create it doesn't mean I will consume it, especially when you haven't finished creating the thing that I'm already consuming. Like, unless the things are linked together. Like, I have a... He said, you didn't finish what I wanted you to finish, so fuck that. Bitch. No, it's not even that. Fuck that. No, fuck like, that. Fuck that I'm in your not going to invest... Because a lot of times, I'm invested inside a series. So, like this woman, Kel Cade, she made, made this series called Dark King's Tidings. She actively stopped writing this one. Left it off inside of a terrible cliffhanger. Main character just got poisoned. Ended it right there. One of the other characters is off. He might be dying or something. Left it there. Five years later, she starts writing this other book series, and she's kind of progressing on this. Still progressing on the main uh, series. They actually got her 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 consumer base, but she gets a book deal. Book deal says you you get. We need you to primarily be working on these. Because that's sometimes how book deals work. That's the kind of reason why book deals are kind of crap. Because they force you to leave the series. Like, I don't, I'm not sure if you, Tony, would ever sign a book deal. Just because, like, the money's nice. 
but them literally telling you like, yo, we need a whole new series. That's that's my thing about that. I'm like, how how do you force somebody to come up with a story and then it don't do good and then if you give you an advance, you gotta pay it back, don't you? Yeah. Uh, Book deals uh, work very similar to record deals. No, I don't know about that. But that's a different story for another day about how I'm going to distribute my own book. I'm like... Well, it's also very, very easy to distribute distribute your own book nowadays. Yeah, that's something. It's out of situations like that, I am a lot less inclined to go buy this second series because there's no guarantee that you're ever coming back to the other series. So are you just like... I'm already... I'm annoyed. Because <laughs> it's like you've annoyed me. Uh-huh. I was consuming this. I was enjoying this. Nine times out of ten, whenever I finish a book series, I go to look where the next book is gonna be. Yeah. And I look at it, and it's just like, nah, bro. You're not getting anything new for a while. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'll do. I'll go with you to the ends of the earth. If there's something I don't like about this, I think Quentin Tarantino does. I think I liked every one of his shits. It's no, I didn't like Hateful Eight. Nobody like Fateful Eight though. Long ass fucking movie for no fucking reason. I stopped that shit when it was on the stagecoach. I'm like, which I don't know what the fuck y'all doing, but coach. the coach. The, oh, the, I thought you were actually in a stagecoach no, watching Fateful no, no. Eight. I'm no, like, no, they was in the this thing. This is very odd. Driving somewhere, I'm like. I'm done. And there was two hateful eights at the exact same time because I think there was an Adam Sandler one and that one. Yeah, so that was one very was odd. stupid. So that I've never finished that and I don't ever want to go back to that. But Quinter- even the music, if I like something that you did once, I'm going to try to get to the other stuff to see if I can really vibe with this. And then, you know, yeah, like this is new artists I listen to backwash, make like industrial hip hop. I listened to that first fucking mixtape he did and then went back and listened to all the other mixtapes that he did uh, but there's and also, decided from there. But I'm not like every album that comes out by every artist every day. I just, I can't do I it. I also don't like all the, the Apex of Eclectic oh, Things. I, I didn't know that. I, I don't like Death Grips. Like, I listen yeah. to Death Grips and it's like, yo, this is a lot and I'm not interested inside of all, all that you're giving me. I love but I think Ash is into Death Grips very much so but so I'm just, just like, is that like Iron Maiden Iron Maiden is a rock band no Pretty I don't early, it's early metal not really they that big they just made an metal. album called Senjutsu see like how he know that that's how he consumes music and he is perfectly fine with that oh I'm not interested I was so annoyed in- <laughs> that everything ever that ever came out that day he is on it I was like I still ain't listening to the rest of the Bodie James album you wanna know why I'm not ready <laughs> and it's no reason like what does that mean you you're not ready you wanna listen to Bo Jackson I'm not ready yet I got to the half part when you started talking and after that I'm like I can't do this right now Oh. And then just stop. <laughs> it's not crazy. like you made something that's very easy to listen to. No, that's Sterling, that media with Sterling Toes was not easy to listen to. That was eclectic as shit. Yeah, I'll trip, man. It was like, also, there are things that I'll just stop consuming. Like, I've stopped consuming Benny the Butcher albums. Yeah. Because he actively looked at us and said, well, if you want me to rap about something else, you better stop listening to what I'm doing. And they're like, <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I need to listen to this Brother Ali album. Uh, Tony, stop listening to Benny the Butcher albums. That means he can rap around new things. No. <laughs> he don't care. If it sound good, he about to consume it and listen to it. Oh, my other thing is I need them to get more house producers. That means we can get some variation inside of this. I mean, that's what they're headed towards is outside producers. Look at them. But that was just a natural progression of evolution. I don't think that's a natural. I mean, they could just bring in new house producers. They have enough money. But why? Instead of working with the already established producers. Because 
and getting different sounds instead of oh bringing more people in by bringing more people in house I mean like bringing I nah, fuck with that fuck with the mustard fuck with um, because, AOA Mafia I want y'all to fuck with some of the other established sounds I don't want them to find people who don't We don't know I, don't I want them, them to help I don't care about the new I people. want them to perfect no, themselves to a certain fuck that. So you said what? don't go outside No go outside, go outside. outside. He's talking I'm about saying bring, bring more people in He's saying bring some random niggas That be <laughs> playing instruments Into well, the no, in-house And have them like, play some instruments But they instruments sound different than the instruments Y'all already got in-house but we not gonna know them niggas, so fuck them niggas. I'm saying go get mustard, go get eight oh, away mafia, but it's go like, get go, Kanye, go get Alchemist, go, all go get dudes. Alchemist, go get but at that Harry Fry. Who am I like, here for? I'm here for my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, what are you talking about? Like, what is he, what is he talking about? What the fuck? <laughs> what are you here for? For my listening pleasure. The fuck is Charles talking about? <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, All right, Tony treats music like he treats f- like food. It's like I'm always here it's for the consumable. best thing that I could possibly do. This is his commitment, though. Yeah. Listen, if I he am not here to have it, and this nigga start playing shit on the radio, I'd be like, "Why are you here?" But he had good, to me. He got a pretty good taste in music. I don't think he ever really. He played. has a reasonable taste in music. No, there's something play I like. I'm like, oh, this sounds Charles, good. I don't ever get my bag to try and accommodate you. I've worked to accommodate Ash, but I could actually. Accommodate all y'all but and I'll, then remove most of the. Uh, but your primary, like, Ash is a lot more ubiquitous with your primary wave, and gang shit is just not a part of my primary wave of music. It is, like, I enjoy hip hop enough. Shit, the playlist I just played didn't have damn near any. But I also don't like RP. Gang shit. And- yeah, it was definitely like, oh, you can see what he was on this week. He was really feeling it. Yep, so, like, yeah. You got chill. all this scissor. Yeah. I mean, there's not It's two scissor songs. It's Cleo Soul. It's a couple of Drake. It's Johnny mm-hmm. Drill. It's some Division and Ty Dolla Sign. It's Sue Surf. So, there's some rap. But these are singing songs. It's some Kanye. It's Rayvon, which is probably the more rapidly rap. And then it's Rod Wave. I would probably just. If I was to go something that would be more towards you, I'd probably throw on. Like more of the Run to Jewels, I'd grab a couple of songs from them. I'd grab a couple of songs from like Boldy James that will be cool that you'll be able to like hear the entire playlist and be like, oh, this is a nice vibe. It might not be things that you're gonna go home and play for yourself, but I can set the tempo where you're like, oh yeah, he had some, he had a nice little set there. I just actively. Never look to accommodate Charles. Well, not recently. I I recognize what Ash like decides. Like, all right, I know what type of gang hip hop I can play. And I can probably find, like, you like Mozzie. Mozzie is fine. See, like, so I can play gang hip hop. But Mozzie is, I guess, this the overall approach that Mozzie takes that I'm fine with more than the actual. Like, um, like Vince Staples. Yes, I enjoy Vince Staples, but I enjoy those I can who play are more gang hip hop. But <laughs> they're, no, no, no. What you said is gang. I don't gang think, that I don't no, think they that they're reflecting on gang. But no, they, they are. are. But that's mm-hmm. not gang. Mm-hmm. You see how you try to take these niggas away? That's crazy. These are gang. No. Vince Staples is literally sitting up here. But saying, he also has other songs. We talk about killing you. <laughs> 
don't know why I ever just made. Well, I guess all I'm saying is I can find sundown and build a good mix for to accommodate Charles as yeah, well. You know, I know I'll work to do, do that, that next time. Yeah, I know Since he could do it. Can he curate the away. music I'm about gonna here. the round? I'm gonna come here around. with earmuffs on. It just now like no, <laughs> no, no good vibe for me. No, right. I know he could do that. I, I know vibe he out on my own most of the time. I have a pretty. I'm gonna sit here and listen to open mic and people get depressed. Yeah, see, like I don't have that, and I'm fully acknowledging. I put on what the fuck I want to listen to. I don't know what type of mood this will put you in. Nah, like one time. <laughs> around you for a while I can generally gauge alright these are the things yeah, that you like yeah he's pretty good at I enjoy it so I can't say like he has a bad music taste I honestly can't say that and he appreciated say- too like nice little things that music lovers do like it gotta have the album artwork and it better be listed it better not say track one track two track no, three most, it better have all right, of it I don't know listed. what type of Philistine would do something like but that you you're understand saying. that like <laughs> you understand like, like if it wasn't that important to those him are the types I of people. Like, no I used to be no 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 Tony used to be one of those Philistines when I had my How do you own navigate it? when I had my own, I don't it was terrible it was a tragedy <laughs> right when I had my own like, desktop I would just download music from like mixtape uh, some round random mixtape website and I would just download I didn't even know who these people were you know, I was just downloading everything so I could have a big library of lots of music and sometimes shit would have no pictures be out of order just be wild realistically <laughs> honestly I think I can show you it Oh, uh, don't don't bring that into my life. Watch, like, because it's actually part You're of my history. You're listening to a person who used to type in the song. So look at this. So 2017. Look at all this. This is this came from like 2000. Oh, no. This is all my 2010 library. 2012. Yeah, look at this other album. Just oh, fuck. Exactly. No, Tony was Ain't bad like for a while. Throw that shit on. So, yeah, there. Tony was real, real bad. Yeah, uh, this was all the beginning of me and, like getting oh, into it. Yeah, Tony was like, creator. this shit, like, I, this drives me crazy now, like, and I can fix this. And so I, I active, like, right now, what's bothering me is, where can I show you? I have to go through and fix all this. Oh, I did it. So, you see how it says this right here? I yep. have to delete that. Yes, you have to actively. this blocks the song title on my player and shows only this so it's shit like that but I've deleted it from every, almost yeah, yeah. all of them like I'm gonna have to go through this one these don't have it even though I've gotten them from a similar place this one's cool this one has it so stuff like that that I have to go through and get rid of he doesn't have an album cover cause oh did y'all hear Ildris Alba's freestyle no Can I don't wanna rap? hear you. I don't wanna hear his wasn't British he on the thing with Malcolm Moore and shit British Idris Alba is a person who believes that he is good at everything. Is this really about how we about to end this show? Yes. We had this good ass show. We about to li- listen to Idris Alba freestyle. Is it Why good? are you doing this to me? Wait a minute, is it Because I can. I'm, a walk- I'm leaving. Wait, no, 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 no. I'm about to go. I'm looking up movie times. He said, I'm What's looking it? up movie times. I'm hungry. I'm gonna go get some popcorn too. <laughs> I'm gonna put some snacks in there. Tony don't get no snacks. Tony not get like, no snacks. Like when we went to go to Demon Slayer, Tony walked in there and he was asking for M and M's, and I was down with giving him the M and M's. You got your giant purse, Ash? Yes. <laughs> we about to smuggle some shit. And he don't even know if he can get the big purse now. What? Get your noir. Go sit your noir. noir. Sit your English French saying the word ass down. No, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. No. No. Oh. And he a DJ too? 
Yes, he tries to do everything. And y'all women love this nigga. You see this? You, this affects my. This is. You can end the show. I'm leaving. <laughs> Bye, guys. It's Make been sure three you like, hours. subscribe, comment. This is coming out in two parts. This is probably already in part two. Leave us alone. Bye. <laughs>